We're here, DMVR Draft Pod. It is Caleb Williams week here in our blessed football city. Broncos playing the Bears for the right to draft Caleb Williams. Potential, like it's week, it's week four. I get that it's kind of early in the NFL to say that, but boy, it sure feels like it. After that 70 point debacle from the orange and blue. And of course, Caleb Williams coming to Colorado by way of Yellowstone on a Buffalo. Just amazing. Just when he thought he couldn't do anything more to impress us. He does this, Justin. Just amazing. I, as always, reunited with my guys, my gurus of football from preps to pros here in our darling city man my uh my eyes look rough jake (laughs) schwanitz justin michael fellas how are you doing i'm great uh i found retro bowl college football last night so i spent like good stuff three hours straight last night just playing (laughs) that yeah i got a buddy shout out nicholas topplemeyer csu student really good dude uh, he actually sent me your tweet, and he was like, "I'm I'm with Jake on this one. I <laughs> I cannot go. do anything Look in class today because I'm addicted to this game. <laughs> it's they improved on the old one. It's so good now. <laughs> I'm excited. It's definitely how I'm gonna spend my night. I'm doing good as well. Looking forward to we love ball talking about the Flint City Mega Bowl between <laughs> the the Bears and the the Broncos. Caleb Williams sweepstakes. It's, uh, it's gonna be fun to get into all of it. Yeah. Um. It kind of feels, fellas, like for the first time, gosh, probably for the first time in this eight, nine year window of just Broncos losing seasons, we are not the only ones who are talking about the only pass forward is to lose, is to tank. And obviously it helps when a guy like Caleb Williams is on deck to be the first overall pick in this upcoming draft. Jake, you're very skeptical that this is even possible, even though the rest of the city finally, for once, agrees that this is the way. Because let's face it, guys, the Broncos are not getting better from here. No. The situation next year is being 30 mil over the cap, unless you trade all your big contract veterans, which puts you like 14 under the cap. Right. So one way or another, you're either awful and you've got a little cap, or you're still going to have to cut some people and kind of kick the can down the road. It's a disaster. Russell Wilson's uh, contract extension hasn't even kicked in yet. I'm not sure what other path there is here, but Jake, you don't think there it's even worth getting our hopes. I mean, there's a path for it. The path is to keep on doing what you're doing. (laughs) Keep starting Russ, keep Vance Joseph, uh, sit players when they're a little banged up and just hope that you can hold on. I mean, this team has needed this for six, seven years now, and they refuse to rebuild the entire time, saying that we don't rebuild, we just reload, basically. And they've gone through all these bad quarterbacks, and now they've got probably one of the worst ones, obviously costs the most. You kind of don't have a choice, though, with that extension in the contract. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, just hold on to it and just hope that you bottom out and get a new quarterback. They're in a brutal spot. I mean, you gain nothing out of being mediocre which is i think is about the best you could hope for at this point i mean as absolutely you, as you said they've been operating like you're a piece of two or away since super bowl 50 and yeah maybe there was a time when that was true but it certainly isn't now when you look at this roster 
They're expensive on both sides of the football, despite not having the ideal depth on either side of the football. They're boring. They're bad. And I think the most frustrating part, at least for me on that game, like this, you look at how bad this team is and, and how poorly they're playing. And I, I'm with you. Like the, the Wilson situation hasn't worked out, but he was like pretty decent against Miami. Like he's not even the reason they're losing. It's just because this team is that bad. It's that poorly constructed. Well, I don't know. They're, they're a long ways away from contention. And until they finally embrace that, we have to let this basically forest burn down to, to grow anew. You're, you're just going to keep barely trudging along. And what's the point of that in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Herbert? Russ isn't the reason why they're losing, but he's, he's the also reason, not the reason they're winning. He's the, he's the reason why this roster sucks and they can't add yeah, good yeah. players. Certainly. I mean, <clears throat> I think that's kind of where they're at is it's a roster. A fun exercise I'd kind of suggest to everyone to do to give you a better feel for where this Broncos roster is at is just... Go through the Broncos' schedule, and for quarterback, wide receivers, offensive tackle, edge rushers, and cornerbacks, tell yourself, like, go through the list. Chiefs, do they have the better quarterback? Yeah, okay. Raider, you know, move nope. just down the list and, and see where the Broncos stack up. You're, they're below average in every single category. Yes. Um, offensive tackles might be the one where they're like, Average. Seven of 17. You're like, oh, yeah, I probably would take our offensive tackles over that team's offensive tackles. At the premium positions, you are not good enough to make up for the lack of depth, the lack of talent on the second half of this roster. And uh, it has really shown itself in years of trading away draft picks uh, for Russell Wilson, for Sean Payton, coming back to bite you, committing all that those cap dollars to Russ, to the rest of, I mean, you know, it's not just Russ. It's a lot of receivers. Highly paid, right. I mean, Tim Patrick's got that contract that's barely played. The Glinchies not look good after this big payday. Uh, ben Powers, same thing. Garrett Bulls got paid after having his best season, hasn't really been able to replicate that. On down the line, um, where, yeah, it's just you committed to a team that at the very best, is on the lower end of average for what what look the standards in the nfl are are here man i mean it's the it's the national fucking football league this is the best of the best these are phenoms and they've got these really small windows where they're just incredible and then even then that that can come and go like that yep. like some of the best we've ever seen um and it's just like without a pass forward the only path to me is getting worse for a couple years to eventually get better. Yep. But I don't, I mean, and it starts this week against the Bears, <laughs> and the Bears are so awful. I'm the, I mean, we thought the Cardinals would have been this team. We thought the Texans might have been this team. It's the Bears, and it's insanely enough, the Broncos. Um, you know, it's kind of funny, and this, I mean, again, we can get into the whole whether you should have taken a quarterback with that pick or not. <laughs> Do you remember how pissed people were when the Broncos passed on Justin Fields? Yes. And we're sitting me there too. being like, that's the best defensive player in the draft that they just got. And they need it, they need to get a quarter. I understand like the the principle of the yeah. argument, but just kind of funny a couple years later how this has all played out. I mean, we've talked about the Bears a lot on this show and what they've been <laughs> doing drafting. 
I mean, they're the worst drafting team in the NFL. They yeah. make terrible free agent decisions, and they make terrible hires. Like, they have some of the worst coaches at head coach over the last 10, 15 years. They're like 05 Raiders territory where it's at the at the very end of this, and it's like right. they're just making all these, like, pass. Who's the kid they took out of Maryland or whatever in the top 10? Right. And Jamarcus Russell and all these yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't think Justin honestly got a fair shot in Chicago. I don't either. I don't think the franchise has done anything to help his development. Well, you yes. just see these other athletic quarterbacks and how they're utilized in the league, and that's not what Justin Fields has exactly. been granted at all. Right. And also, you know, like I think Bears fans still think like, oh, we've but guys, we added, you know, DJ Moore to Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. It's like, dude, it's again, it's the NFL. The standards are here, man. Yep. That's not this. That's like barely passable. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a disaster. I think Caleb Williams, I mean, obviously the, the kid is beyond special. Yep. I think if, you know, not every year would I advocate for tanking in the NFL. This is one of those years. And the thing is like, I want people to understand. I hate the term tanking cause it just feels so gross. The mm -hmm. concept of being a professional team. Yeah. Purposely losing, yeah. losing. I mean, but I mean, it's, awful. it's a strategic move is what you just, it's the long play is what you've got to understand. Yep. My family, they've been season ticket holders since the late sixties. Somebody from my family is out there every single weekend. It's been me these last couple of weeks, just been brutal, Rough. just a Rough. brutal experience. But uh, my question to you guys is like, do we want to keep doing this? just watching this mediocrity persist year after year after year or do we want to try and obviously not flip it on its head i really obviously I, I don't see how you do that without fully embracing rebuilding this team through the draft it's the only way forward especially with the financial constraints you have Oof. in the nfl that you don't have to deal with in baseball and some right. of these other sports right that's what frustrates me the most about this team because george payton when he was hired came in here talking about building through the draft and that's what He's we're going to do. That. And he has done the exact opposite. <laughs> Handing He's out traded extensions away. left and right. Yes, to trade away like all these premium picks. Like It's so frustrating to watch. Oh, it's been terrible. And I think, you know, look, we just saw... Yeah, I, in a single game, probably the best offensive showing I've seen from an NFL team in my lifetime. Yep. Um, that was like watching Madden. Saying something. You know, Tua was not the tank four guy of that class. Mm -hmm. It was Trevor Lawrence. That was Burrow. That was Burrow. That was Burrow. Um, and, you know, there will be guys in this draft like Drake May, like mm -hmm. Michael Penix. If you don't have the very top pick, J.J. McCarthy, yep. um, who could be in that contention, you also could have a generational type talent at wide receiver, at tight end. Some very good offensive tackles. I thought Joe Alt, left tackle for Notre Dame, did very good against Ohio State. He's a 6'8 left tackle who moves so well as a polar and stuff. Like, he's so solid blocking at the second level. I love him. I've kind of been a hater of Notre Dame offensive well, he's awesome through he's the years. So, he's, he's so really solid in pass man. pro, and then you yes. see him get out on a run block, and it's like watching Trent Williams. No, he's <laughs> really good. You shouldn't at, be able to do yeah. both of those things. So that the top of the draft is going to be very intriguing, even if the dream scenario Caleb Williams isn't there to drop in your lap and save your drop in your lap and save your free age franchise immediately. They need talent. Uh, almost every position. I mean, yeah. PS2 is one of the best cornerbacks in the game. 
cornerback two is a liability. I mean, everything beyond him is terrible. We talked about it a lot, and I feel like we kind of got some soft pushback during last year's draft. Like, no, Damari's good enough to be cornerback two, and it's just like... We do this every year as fans. It's like, oh, no, don't go after that need. I feel good. It's like, no, man. The draft is not about addressing needs. It's about getting better. Mm-hmm. It's about getting better, at especially the best at those premium, premium positions. At exactly. the best positions you can. Exactly. Stockpile talent. Yeah. And they, they haven't done that. And this was probably LA's biggest fault was I think it was too much going after needs. It wasn't enough just taking the best player available. Let's stack talent. Needs is what you do in free agents. Yes. You know, uh, this is all about stacking talent. If you have enough moves, if you have enough talent, you can make moves to Mm -hmm. assess your needs, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot harder to go the other way around. And I mean, look, maybe, and people are going to hate this, but trading down will be the kind of solution to this. Uh, You need to collect capital. Look at what the Eagles done. Yes. Especially if you don't get one, like if you're, you know, four or five, something like that. Exactly. I mean, one, you could get a king's ransom for something like Caleb Williams, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, Oh, we got got a draft day, but I don't think you can pass on him. Well, the other thing is you're going to be bad next season as well. Oh, yeah. As I, you know, illustrated with the cap constraints and everything. So you can run it back next year and really tank, organically tank for that quarterback. Shadour might be back then. Mm -hmm. J.J. McCarthy could be back then. Riley Leonard who's just a phenomenal athlete at Duke, could be back Duke then. football, actually fun to watch. Just saying. Turn them on. <laughs> like yeah. The game to circle this week yeah. outside of CU-USC is uh, Duke-Notre Dame. He's Once I saw clips of Riley Leonard doing 360 dunks in high school, I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, this isn't your typical Duke quarterback. And the other conundrum they're going to have this year is in such a loaded quarterback class they don't have a second rounder. Third round, though, guys like Sam Hartman, guys like Cam Ward, guys like Cam Rising may still be around, who you may be quite intrigued by. Starting to come around a little bit on Bonix. Oh, Lord. Yeah. He's little got bit. some Brock Purdy to oh, his game. Oh, my God. Is that a decent comp? Yeah. We can't. I had a moment in the offseason where I told you guys. I'm not saying I want to invest in him or anything like that. I'm not like not buying back in. But there is some. I see a little bit what people are talking about. He's running that offense really well. He's doing things he was not doing at Auburn. This team needs more than a system quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't believe he's the savior of the Broncos. Broncos. I'm just we're just talking about all the as a prospect. Yeah, coming around a decent top fifty pick. Whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Stick to your guns. I like. Are there? Should we move on to week four standouts then? Let's do it. Let's get yeah, into sure. some standouts. But uh, I do want to shout out our friends at Game Time because <laughs> it shouldn't it. be a frustrating process to be a Broncos fan. It is, but it it's is. not a frustrating process to get Broncos tickets because Game Time, they have the best last minute deals around. Um, they offer deals right up until even after the game starts, actually. But they've got flash deals, zone deals. It's the easiest way to buy and sell tickets. You can get the seat view before you even purchase, so you can make sure that you're buying a seat that you like. Uh, game time really is the best. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that code DNVR for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code DNVR for twenty dollars off. Heck yeah. And of course, shout out to our friends at Shady Rays, where you can use the code DMVR for 50% 
off two or more pairs. Shady Rays is awesome. They have real polarized lenses. They have fantastic styles. The one that Jake picked out are just Broncos. incredible Bron Broncos colors. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, they have great styles. Like you can just feel it in your hand. It's a real like nice quality sunglass with real good lenses. I love them. I have like six pairs. They're real designer quality sunglasses at a fraction of that price. And as if that wasn't good enough, you can double down and get 50% off with our code DMVR when you buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses exclusively for our listeners. Go to shadyrays.com and use our code and see for yourself why um, over a quarter million people have rated them five stars. And if you're like me and you're going to watch this Broncos-Bears game from start to finish this weekend, you're going to need some Breckenridge Brewery Let's do it. on tap. Come on down to the DMBR bar. There's a lot of other, uh, I don't know, hurting Broncos fans down here. And uh, Misery loves company, right, boys? Oh, yeah. It does. Everybody it does. hurts. <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, they've been doing it for 33 years. Uh, we got beers the on homies. tap. Uh, seltzers, the Rikis are amazing from Breck Distillery. But check out their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. Also, Beautiful you can stuff. get a beer uh, slushy over at the Breck Farmhouse. Ooh. They are I, fire. Uh, you might be onto something because I was watching alone Sunday and I was like excited when my um, laundry machine flooded in my basement <laughs> and I had an excuse to not watch the second half while I was dealing with that. Um, so yeah, my dad cool. went out and did yard work and then helped on my great aunt passed away recently, which is a bummer, but RIP. went and helped unload her, uh, you know, her old place. Cause that was better than watching this Broncos yep. team. Yep. That's it was definitely it a more productive way I'm to spend the day. I'm looking for like, we went and drank on the uh, illegal Pete's patio. We just left at halftime. That's perfect. It's yeah. a good call. It was great. It's a good call. <laughs> yeah. They're awful. I, uh, I DVR'd the fourth quarter because I really had to step away from that to come back to and watch later. Holy shit. I didn't <laughs> think watching Mike White torch them for 17 points would be so painful. My brutal, God, that bro. Hurt. Just brutal. Um, oh, yeah. And in a weekend where the Rammies gave us the only satisfaction because the buffs in Eugene... Um, Let's say highlighted some really good prospects on that other side for the Ducks. Torrey Franklin is a legit deep weapon. Yep. Who without Travis Hunter was just a nightmare to cover. Um, Bo Nix, Justin, you mentioned. Bucky. Bucky Irving's Irving. a dog, bro. What? <laughs> yeah. He's the biggest standout. From he's that been game. doing it since oh last my year. God. Yeah. Just watching the cut up of what he did against CU. Mm hmm. You know, obviously the live view, it was like, who? This kid's a freak. Yeah. Watching the cut up, they have him dead to rights on half of his 10 yards. Mm -hmm. And he's slipping under tackles, bouncing off another, doing these quick cut. Like his combination of power and lateral mobility for a 5'10, 195 back, who already has 50, 15 receptions on the season. Very impressive. This is a top 100 type of pick. Oh, yeah. Easy. And a kid I'd love I mean, to see in Denver in the backfield. After watching, I, I don't. I always thought it was A Chain, but now I've heard it's A Chan potentially is how you pronounce it. Get I don't know. Out Jake was a big. Here. We've been doing this all last year. Get out He's out always of been here. A Chain. We've watched him for multiple I know. years now. 
now Schefter says A-chan. I'm sticking with A-chan. I don't even know. I, you, even, seeing that, like in the Miami game, I, I mean, you look like at the... Pokemon. A-chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a... It's what Schefter reported. Band chat. It's what he said, though, right? Yeah. So, I don't um, know, man. Branch, the South Carolina kid on the defensive line, was really impressive for Oregon as well. Uh, I can't wait to watch him against Washington, where Romo Dunze, that so Romo Dunze in the running to be wide receiver two in this class mm-hmm. at Washington, 6'3", 217. He returned a punt for 90 yards against Cal and then caught two long bombs. He is a full-blown freak show man the like, i could see him going wide receiver one just if a team fell in love with his build like I mean, obviously harrison is so complete as a receiver like i'm not trying to this isn't like, a mean nitpicking him he's not mocked in the top eight and probably should be at this point he's you shouldn't be able to move like that when you're that big and be that fluid laterally and i mean it's he's lightning fast he's a good route runner his hands are consistent he's great at high pointing the football i mean he. And Penix is throwing Penix the ball. Penix is a stud. Just ball placement's Penix. been perfect. Washington, I think my that's God. my Pac-12 pick right now. Same, man. I Same. put money on them before Sticking the season, bro. Yep. Um, Jake Keon Coleman, though, Florida State, in that running to be wide receiver, too, as well. He ices Clemson with a one-handed touchdown catch. Well, then, job by Clemson. <laughs> didn't Johnny yeah. Wilson have, like, he caught the end of the ball, like, down the field, like, to go and tie yeah. the game? Yeah. Johnny Wilson is a 6'5", where you see we're playing at FSU right now. and This is just what we talked about, though, wow. coming into the year when we're like, the receiver class, I don't know if it has a star power. And then, like, one always, month in, every year. will be in love always. with this receiver class. I mean, yeah. FSU's explosive as hell, man. Yeah, and guys like Xavier Weaver will drop to the fifth, like, Romeo Dobbs, and we'll be like, how that you know right. three weeks into the NFL season? It's like how that guy Torrey draw? Horton at CSU <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. Torrey sure. Horton's gonna totally, run a four totally. three, ran almost twenty three miles an hour in that CU CU CSU. Yeah, for mention Torrey Franklin Shipley looked like a stud. Now more running back than wide receiver. He had a great I had game. a lot of I love mean, for him in the preseason, dude. Too. Absolutely, um, Dallas Turner. One of the top edge guys in the mm-hmm. class. Huge game. Massive game. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean that. That game was for trending in the wrong mention. direction yeah. for Bama. And that defensive front came out in the second half and dominated in a way that we have not seen yet this year. And it was encouraging for the direction of Alabama. Offensively, I still have a lot of questions, so they were able to create some things with Milrow. But Dallas Turner might he might be the best pure pass rusher coming out. His get-off is great. Like, the comp, I think, is... Micah Parsons. Yes, that's what I, I wanted to say it, but I was like, I don't know. That might yeah, be a little no, too I, much. He doesn't have quite that raw explosiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Micah Parsons is probably like the best raw. He's like up there with Donald for just mm-hmm. biggest freak in the league right now. But that's the type of impact he has coming off the edge. And frankly, he's shown a little bit more in terms of like being a more traditional linebacker than Parsons had. One of the questions we had about Parsons coming out was just like, what exactly is he? Like yep. we knew his athleticism but well, just what are you play that in? last year too no and now that they finally unleashed yeah. him it's insane but oh he's crazy yeah. dallas turner he's a stud I that's remember, the thing we're not talking edge enough but mm-hmm. all these really great defenses in the nfl right now niners browns steelers eagles they have phenom pass rushers yep I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. I remember we were talking to charles kelly the colorado's dc uh sometime in the spring he's from alabama 
And I think he was asked a question about Drew Sanders. Um, so he starts talking about him, and he brought up Will Anderson. He brought up Dallas Turner as well as, like, the next guy coming up. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, he, he looked for real. Bama took care of business real easy in that old. It was game, classic. Huh? Me as a Bama guy getting two in my feelings about the USF game and Dre being, you know, hey, oh, I call this those. is when Bama is going to Bama, and that's oh. exactly what happened. That's a huge missed opportunity, though, for Ole Miss, and they even said it postgame. They were like, we all felt like this was the year to get them, and there's just levels to this thing in the SEC, man. Like, as, as good as some of these teams can be, the Ole Misses, Mississippi States of the world, the Bama, Georgias, and LSU are just – it's a different level. No, I had an awesome week with my picks, aside from Notre Dame barely getting beat. And obviously, can we get CU, 11 guys on the, the field, please? Oh my God. Back to double. back plays. Okay. That's, I watched CSU so under I mean, Adazio lose the dumbest game in Utah State I've ever seen with the field goal debacle a couple years ago. And I still think that was less of a, no, less and, embarrassing than what Notre Dame did. And then after running the ball in by like, the hair of his chin against 10 men, Ryan Day has the audacity to go on a <laughs> rant about Lou Holtz saying what we've been saying on this pod for two years. He's Lou Holtz is also like a million years no, old. No, Grow if, up, Ryan Day. If you Day. want to prove to Lou Holtz that your program isn't soft. Stop being soft. On fourth and one, don't run a fucking jet sweep, yes. man. Run it up the yes. gut when your O-line averages 6'5", 320, you think- and you have Travion Henderson and two of the best tight ends in the country. You are soft. You run a fucking jet sweep on fourth and one instead of lining up and hitting the A-gap. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Ryan Day. You like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You know who's licking his chops watching that game? Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Oh, of course. Yeah, because they're, they're soft I as will fucking say tissue McCord, paper. McCord on that drive, the final game-winning drive, showed great, me more great, than I've seen great. at any point this year. No, they could run it. Travion Henderson and ran for And they could run the football if they stay to their identity. Like, play more like Michigan, but... I mean, I'll give McCord credit, but come on. This is a far cry from Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, Stroud, uh, CJ Stroud, like... And when you th- consider the receiver talent he has, I know. it's like... Yeah. I mean, if you put that receiving core with J.J. McCarthy... Oh, dude. Well, and under pressure, he struggles, man. Clean yep. pocket, aces. Yep. Under pressure, trouble. And Michigan's yeah. gonna send the house right. at him all right. game What long. kind of pocket are you gonna get <laughs> against the big teams it's in the... Penn State you know, too. Tickle ain't gonna be nice about it. <laughs> right. the Wisconsin. Chop, Chop Robinson, one of my standouts from the week. Insane edge rusher for Penn State. There's a sequence where he took the game over against Iowa. He's gonna give the Buckeyes trouble. An awesome Just, name. Yeah. If Marvin Harrison Jr. only has three receptions for 32 yards Doing in a game, something, wrong. It's not something great, is very it's not wrong. Great. Well, it's like the CSU offense, the first three quarters of the season against Washington State, and I'm sitting there being like, Torrey Horton has three targets? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's crazy. Yeah. Can't do it. No. I was really impressed with Notre Dame's offensive line, though. And Audric Estime is an absolute stud. Yes. Yes. Joe Alt played good, man. Joel played good. Um, Notre Dame still could sneak back into the playoff. We'll see how they're at. They got to win out. They yeah. should have won that football game. Oh, it's a heartbreaker. I mean, no way, no how. I mean, if you're a Notre Dame fan and, you know, it, oh, I'm not trying sick. to stir up CSU, CSU stuff, you look at it like from that perspective right. where it's like, oh, it's neat yeah. that you're we played sick, great though. against right. this big time program, but it kind of sucks. We have to go the moral victory right yeah, here. For absolutely sure. sick about it. Um, yeah, no, it's been fun. We're at that stage of the of the season where I really start 
to fall for some more prospects, really start to appreciate how talented and good some of these guys are. My board's starting to fill out. I love it, man. What an what an awesome season of college football it's been so far. Let's get into some picks. Let's do it. Let's do it. You had a face like you wanted to throw out another name. Oh, I was just going to say, I was going to shout out uh, CSU tight end Dallin Holker yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Guy who caught a touchdown on a fake field goal. Four touchdowns, has scored every game for a CSU this season. It's leading tight ends too. across the country in yards per game. Leading all tight transfer uh, tight ends. Just... Stud, next next NFL tight end out of CSU, Dallin Holker. Um, just shout out Cam Ward, and then shout out Arizona State's wide receivers. That was a fun game to watch. I yep, mean, they got after was. losing twenty-seven to zero in your own building to Fresno State to come back and give USC. I mean, I stayed up for that whole game, and it was I was a exhausted. great game. Yeah, great game. Encouraging too. Like if you're a Buffs fan, you know, going into that matchup. Yes, sure. Caleb Williams is insane, but they're human. They bleed just like you. I mean, we'll talk more about that game, but Alex Grinch has been Lincoln Riley's problem for, I don't know, four or five years now. Hire a real defensive coordinator. Yes. Have some self-respect. Yeah. Um, also, I'll just say for the chat and some of the comments, I do think, sure, the quarterback hasn't been why they've lost, can play better. Look, and man, you, for that contract, how many points I think do we have, have in the second half better, this yeah. season? 14? Here's the thing. Outside of script, 14 points. People have been bringing it up for three, four years now. You are in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. You need to go toe-to-toe with them. You need better talent at the position. You need It just needs to be better. It just has to be. And I, I mean, I brought it up last week. I don't know if Sean Payton is doing everything he can to elevate Russell Wilson. I'll put it that way. <laughs> but Good. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know if Good. I blame him at this point. Um Anyways, besides the point, they got to be better. If if they're going to be a, a Super Bowl contender, if you want to compete with Patrick Mahomes, they got to rebuild this thing from the ground up. Yeah. Let's get into the picks. Let's do yeah. It. Friday pick, Utah at Oregon State. Shocking What a way line. to spend a Friday night. Get a pizza. Shocking line. Beavers by four and a half at home. Well, I think this has to do with the uncertainty of Utah's quarterback position, but they just keep grinding it out like – you know they're going to be tough defensively. You know they're going to run the football. But Oregon State's going to run the football. They are at home. It's the stylistic matchup that's going to give Utah the most problems because they're the most like them. It's at Oregon State. Oregon State coming off a loss to Wazoo. Mm-hmm. Utah coming off a statement, at least defensively, win against UCLA. I believe uh, Whittingham after the game said best Best performance a defensive mine has ever had. Wow! In my career as a coach, I mean they held you fourteen seven, fourteen seven. Like it, it was really incredible. I think the books expecting a letdown. Corvallis, no fun to go to. No way. No one wants to go to Corvallis. Yeah, Friday night too. <laughs> I'm just torn on because, like, I mean, Washington State really moved the ball on Oregon State. Like in a way that was pretty, I mean, I'll say every game this year, Washington state has come out and executed better than I expected. So maybe I just need to put more respect on Washington state. I think so. Yeah. But at home, I don't know. The the half a point worries me that four and a half, I would, I'd feel a lot better about like three. Do we have a cam rising update at all? I don't think he's going to play again. I thought he was going to play last week, but from this line, he was supposed to play, I and then they announced get... he wasn't going to right before the game. The thing is, man, these matchups are too intense to just throw a guy in as your rehab star. I'm taking Oregon State. 
I'm taking Utah out of respect for Kyle Whittingham and what that program is. I think they cover. I'm uh, I'm trusting the line makers and taking Oregon State on this one. Um, because this one, this one stinks to high heaven. If I was setting this line, it's probably Utah by two mm-hmm. at Oregon State. I'm factoring that. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, USC at Colorado, 21 and a half. Another one where stylistically these two teams match up a lot better from the buff side than uh, that Oregon matchup, which is more like the Utah matchup. Look, man, USC has got a ton of talent, especially on the defensive side. But again, this defense has philosophical and just it's just broken from the top down. Like it doesn't matter, I think, how talented they get, how many good guys they get, trenches, secondary, whatever. They rush the quarterback, they get picks, but they just have no interest in tackling. No. And it's been this way for quite a while for Alex Grinch's defense. I think Colorado's coming. You're coming back home after playing in the most hostile environment you're going to face all year, basically. I mean, I know you got to go to Utah and stuff, but Autzen is, like, legendary, and they Utah's learned exactly tougher why. tougher circumstance, like the altitude, and it's always like you're going to play a tough team, but it's not what is it 80,000 or whatever Otson is and it's actually really it's smaller than that is it really? so I think it's about 55 like it. 60 I, it sounds like it too yeah yeah so it's uh I think this is a great spot for Colorado this line is outrageous in my opinion 21 and a half when you consider just the firepower they have again no Travis sucks um but they've gotten a lot of guys coming back from injury ultimate Caskill, the running back Jaquez Robinson former Alabama cornerback he had an interception last week Travis Jay comes back as well um I just think that Colorado is going to respond, and they might not win this game. I don't think they will, honestly. But is Xavier Weaver okay? Didn't he get dinged up in that I game? I think he's fine. Yeah, I haven't heard That'd anything be a crazy. Big one Shiloh's the big one now, though. He's peeing blood now too. Oh, Eesh. what the hell's going on? It's crazy. Give me the buffs, though. I will take USC. Um, I just have a hard time after what I saw last week seeing CU's defense slow down. This uh, this explosive USC offense. That said, I think CU offensively, you're going to see a much like they're going to move the ball. They're going to score on sure. USC. So it would not surprise me at all if this is a much closer game. I, this is more just about how much of a freak Caleb Williams is, and he might just have two or three plays where it's like, oh, 80 yard touchdown, 70 yard touchdown. It went from a seven point game to a 21 point game in two possessions. No. Yeah, how up do they get for the Buffs? Um, because yeah, I know I've seen a couple questions. How special is Trav, uh, Caleb Williams? Really? He's, uh, he's insanely special. His arm is very, very strong. He leads guys in stride. He's insanely accurate and what he can do off platform on the move. What have you is unbelievable. Better prospect than Trevor. Um, yeah, I think so. I agree. I think his, he has like I think more so. freakish raw tools. I do too. I agree. I do too. And on I mean Trevor you are drafting mostly size. for the tools as yeah. well, you know. Um he who isn't necessarily like super duper polished, you know. Caleb just physically can do things that other people can't. That's really a simple the simplest way to put it is just that like he does all of the little things well that you need a quarterback yep. to do. Yep. But he has a ceiling athletically that just no, it's I mean, like a Deion Sanders out there. Like it's just nobody else could have housed that punter. Nobody else could have beat the linebacker to the edge 
was off balance and threw a dart to his receiver and hit him in yeah. stride. Like, he's just a freak. It's oh, like I'll watching the, a created player. I'll put the G word on him. He's generational. He's unbelievable. I agree. I agree, absolutely. I'm very excited to to watch him this week. 10 a.m. kick, though. Could get wonk. I like yeah. that for CU's favor. 21 and a half a lot. Give me the buffs. Um, it's a weird, like, bounce back, yes. But also, USC wasn't their best against Arizona State. Oh, they look... And I think... Noon kickoff, all you know, like a big noon being there, it's all gonna, it's all gonna matter a bit more. Um, Florida, Kentucky, Kentucky, the favorite minus one and a half. I have no idea what to make of this Florida I, team anymore. I don't either. I like Devin Leary. I'm taking the Wildcats. That's about all I got, honestly. I, I don't believe in this Florida team. I think Nate Pierce got them rolling. The run game looks good. I think they might get it done. Uh, give me the the Gators outright plus one hundred. I'll I'll take Florida as well. Um, not confidently. Fuck! When you said that, that felt like that felt like such a sucker bet. Kentucky's the sharp side, guys. Kentucky's the sharp. Kentucky side. at home. Yeah, I mean. Yep. Kansas plus sixteen and a half. At Texas, horns down week. Jalen Daniels gets it done. Jalen Daniels gets it done. I might be sprinkling plus 575 money line on this. Though I do think Texas in the trenches may be for real. Yep. I agree. <sighs> Lance Leopold, man of the people. Let's rock chalk. <laughs> I love Kansas, but you know what? I'll take Kansas to cover. I don't Texas outside of Alabama has have yet to play a complete game. I think I'm going to take Texas. I love Jaden Daniels, but I do think Texas is for real. Jaden Daniels better than Jalen Daniels. Did I say the wrong one? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, can't I, remember. I, I forget it too, but yeah. Jalen Daniels, not Jaden. Jalen, okay. Yeah, Jalen Daniels is fun, but uh, I like Quinn Ewers. I like the trenches on Texas. I like the speed they have. The back is sick, too. I'm taking Texas. This, I mean, again, going back to what I just said about USC, this could be a very similar position where it's like Kansas is hanging, and then all of a sudden Xavier Worthy catches a 75-yard right. touchdown. Drops off a cliff. Quinn Ewers breaks one, and it's like, how'd this game turn into a 24-point blowout? Right. LSU at Ole Miss. Ole Miss plus two and a half. Go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. I think they kill them. Really? Ole Miss looked awful. You don't think there's a, a bounce back coming from Lane and the boys? I think Lane's style of offense works against 80% of the country, but these like blue blood SEC West teams like kind of smack them around. They got to get this one if they want to be. I mean, the expectations were through the roof this year from what I've heard. You know, talking with old Miss supporters, they kind of felt like we got to beat one of Bama or LSU. Obviously didn't didn't pull it out against Bama, but I, I wonder what the reaction is if uh, old Lane gets boat raced in this one. Mm, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Let's go. Notre Dame at Duke. Riley Leonard, huge test. Mm -hmm. Duke five and a half point dogs. I'm rolling with Duke, man. Riley Leonard's balling. He is, man. He really is. That Notre Dame defense looks good to me. I think they roll them. I just think it's a good game. <sighs> man, Duke I mean, at home. I hope it is. Home dog. I, I like know. It. Week one against Clemson, they really showed out, man. That being said, I think I'm going to just take the Irish. 
I really like that offensive line. I was really impressed with them on Saturday. It should have the takeaway from that game should have been how legit Notre Dame is, and instead it's Absolutely. how freaking stupid you are for losing yep. that game, yep. which 100%. is a big bummer. But hundred percent. I mean, overarching, I think, is like Marcus Freeman's. Yeah, he's, you guys, he's got it going. He's you talk got to me. Going. We got. I got to go Notre Dame. Um, from a scouting standpoint, I'll close this out with Washington at Arizona. Um, oh, what a fun game that could be! Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Definitely want to watch Jordan Morgan, left tackle for Arizona, going against Washington. Yep. All the talent they've got on the edges, at wide receiver, et cetera. Um, and, I mean, Arizona's quarterback is always frisky. They are 20-point home dogs. Uh, I have, a think, a bold take in this game. The best receiver in this game is on Arizona. And his name is Tedaroa McMillan. Wow. That guy is unbelievable. That is a bold take. That's spicy. He is sick. Turn the TikTok camera on. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Washington still, but watch out for Ted Rowe McMillan. That guy is amazing. Yeah, I just, with what I've seen from Washington offensively, what they have in the, the trenches defensively, I just have a hard time seeing them sputter. That said, this does feel like kind of a classic letdown opportunity for Washington, who's played in a big bunch of big spotlight games already. They've really taken care of business. This is a litmus test for me for Washington as a program. Can you avoid the slip up that tends to to kill these top twelve pack program these top pack twelve programs year after year? I mean, how many times do we look back and it's like, yeah, USC went ten and two if it wasn't for that <laughs> trip to Corvallis mm -hmm. or Salt Lake City, I guess as mm -hmm. it usually is. But they always have the one dumb loss. Or Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. If it's oh, you, can you avoid it? Classics. Yep. Um, and yeah, to Truth Bear talking about Caleb Williams and big games versus uh, Trevor Lawrence. Certainly different circumstances, different coaching. I would remind you, Caleb Williams' ever game is coming in halfway through the Red River rivalry, taking over Spencer Rattler, who's seen as the top dog in the entire country, and absolutely massacring Texas with some unreal throws, including some bombs to Marvin Mims. He wins the Heisman. They went after. down like 17 when he went in too, if I remember. He right. sure did. He last year wins the Heisman in large part for massive performances against UCLA and Notre Dame. That first loss against Utah, he throws for five touchdowns. So not necessarily his fault. I see a lot of defending Russ. It's not his fault. I'd say probably not Caleb Williams's fault. This is a when big he game for his for Heisman 381 and five touchdowns. This is huge. He needs to stack up those Heisman moments, no doubt about it. So, you know, it's all in context. It's all there. We'll see how these season, this season plays out on both sides. Broncos, Buffs. It's Caleb Williams week, man. Yep. So uh, DMVR, we have to. Draft Pod told you first about Marvin Mims, by the way. Yeah, well, we were first on a lot of guys. Of course. Well, including Caleb Williams. Including guys who are balling out for other teams like Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, oh, Rondale, Rondale. Hey, had some sometimes. It was a rough weekend. <laughs> Marte Mapu. Yeah, yeah. You should. You threw yeah. out uh, Puka Nakua too. You did. Puka Nakua. By the way, ASU running balling. back Cameron Scadaboo. Yeah, Sac State sick. transfer. Absolutely sick. Yeah, Watch he's him. dope. There you go. We will have you covered on all of it. Have a good one, guys.